hail our fair Riverdale. Register. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Riverdale Register. My name is Caitlin. My name is John, and I do not have COVID. Damn it, John, you stepped on my line. So, guys, <laughs> if this episode sounds different, hopefully not too different, um, I have COVID. I am just going to get this out of the way now. So, um, I I basically had a 50th, 50th, oh my god. <laughs> it was her 50th birthday party. It was my 50th birthday. Um, many, many 50-year-olds have Riverdale podcasts. I think this should be a bit that younger women should say they're older than they are instead of older women pretending they're younger. Ah, uh, yes. We'd be like, wow, Caitlin looks incredible at Thank 50. you. Thank you so much. Dermatologists hate her. Yeah, exactly. I, I have the youthful baby skin. But yeah, so it was my birthday of age not found. I had a big party, um, but as it turns out, unfortunately, I was sick and I did not know. And I want everybody, this is a lesson for everyone (laughs) because I've been testing once a week at least on my own accord, basically since the beginning of the pandemic to try to keep people safe. And this was the one week where- You've been hyper diligent. I've been hyper diligent. And I really, and I, you know, look, this is a very, it's a serious pandemic. I don't want to dismiss it at all, but I let my guard down in the sense that I did not get tested before seeing a lot of people. And it turns out that I was positive. Obviously I've taken all the steps necessary. Just so you guys know, your risk level may vary, of course, but maybe if you're going to have a birthday party, even if you don't know it's going to be a surprise party, If you're planning on on seeing people... The party wasn't a surprise because you planned it. The fact that we upgraded it to a VIP section, that was the surprise. Yes, that's true. So no matter... Well, if you're thinking about seeing people regardless of whether or not... You're a VIP. You're a VIP. (laughs) Yeah, this is a way for me to work in, I guess, that I, I was a VIP. So I should have tested regardless, even though I felt good anyway. This is a disclaimer. John, you can cut out as much of this as you need to. Great. The good news is I am feeling fine. You're feeling fine. And nobody and else. Nobody else tested positive is what's Nobody else about tested it. positive. Obviously, guys, stay safe out there. If you're seeing vulnerable people, if you yourself are vulnerable, take extra precautions. Just feel like I have you to You know, even if you're invulnerable, that. you don't know. You don't know what your secret weakness is. That's true. You know, there could be kryptonite if you're, if you're Superman or something. Just always be careful. You- <laughs> What is it that palladium? Even if there's palladium out there, you know, you got to you got to get forged if you really want to be safe. Right, right, right. Interesting. I'm I'm forged. I know John is forged. Yeah, um, I got I actually got my booster forging and Yeah, I'm also I'm I'm double forged or triple forged, <laughs> quadruple forged, I guess now technically. But yeah, I still don't know what forged actually means. Oh yeah, now you're going to have the antibodies on top of your four separate vaccine shots. You know, you know, for everyone telling me that I'm not safe because it's just J&J and then my Pfizer forging. Your Pfizer forging. I had COVID and I have tested negative ever since in all of these dangerous situations. You Done. have gotten you've gotten quadruple shots, quadruple forging, and and here you are. John, I'm so sorry that people shame you for getting J&J. <laughs> you tried to do the best that you could. It was so, so fast. Sorry. It was so convenient and easy. It was so... I understand. I remember when you and got also, it. And also, you're the one who sent me the information, and I was like, I I'm getting in the car, and I'm driving. I know. Look, we... Look, look. It's important just to keep... Be safe no matter how you, how you can be safe. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. 
So, <laughs> so that's Riverdale. That was the episode. What are you watching? Hey, do you have a question from the audience? I actually have so many questions from the audience because this was a wild episode. <laughs> Some are more theories. So I'm going to go with why didn't, because this was my question immediately. Why didn't Kevin die? Does Kevin have a sibling? Yes. Oh, there's actually two. This is a two-parter. Why Why didn't Kevin die? Because Is it because he has no siblings and therefore he's not the eldest born? But therefore that would not be true of Archie. Archie's also an only child. The second question was Jughead technically has a brother, Charles, who's older. Yeah. Great and questions. Great questions. Let me just... Well, what first let think? me just credit who actually asked this. Um, this was Ella asked about Kevin and then I believe... Hold on. Oh, and then Freddie asked about Jughead. And he, Freddie also asked if, if he actually died because of the, the meat hamburger. Yes, the burger. The burger, I think we should talk yeah. about when we... Again, when we it's like there. theories. And, and a lot of these are questions about, like, the cliffhanger ending of the episode, which is a lot of rumor yeah. mill stuff, right? So here, here is, here is the, the main thing. I think it would be cool if Kevin is also wondering why he's mm, not dead. Yes, Kevin. If this is like the moment he learns that he has an older I sibling. I don't know if we're going to go there with Kevin. It would be cool. We're probably not. Um, for the Charles Jughead thing, it's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> you know, and that might just be a goof. It might be like, like who decides? Right? Yeah. Charles was long associated with Betty in a storytelling sense. Whose interpretation of firstborn or family or any of those things decides this? And is it like because it comes from the mother or the <laughs> father or what's going on? Maybe here? it's only my one thing I'm thinking with Jughead is that it could be only full siblings because he's the oldest of you know from Jelly Bean. Sure. Maybe yeah. Charles really didn't wind up being a factor at all in this because there's still a quality. That's the there. There was R.I.P. I think that's probably more of what it is. But Kevin, I don't know, because then I was like, oh, maybe Josie is older. Moose has an older sibling too. Then I guess. I mean, I guess that's fine. I can. I imagine Moose has an older brother somewhere. But I, I'm like, we've never yeah. met Kevin's older sister, or I don't know. Well, like, I have I have my own question to pose, but it kind of is related to the title of this episode, which, what is wow. it again? I'm so happy you asked. The title of this episode is Biblical, um, and it, it refers to a book that was written a long time ago, <laughs> and the book is called The Bible. The Bible is a collection of religious oh. texts or scriptures, sacred in Christianity, Judaism, Samaritan, Samaritanism, I think that's how you say it, and many other religions. The Bible is an anthology, a compilation of texts of a variety of forms, originally written in Hebrew, Arabic, and Koine Greek. These texts include instructions, stories, poetry, and prophecies, among other genres. So it's um, it's an anthology. Oh, it's kind of like chicken soup yeah, for the soul. It's kind of like, yeah, and time. like it's sort of like an anthology, like American Horror Story is an anthology. So oh, that's yeah, neat. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's yeah, like yeah. different books, and it's like it's all part of one thing, but. But there's like there's no protagonist. No, I I have not really read closely about the book. I apologize. I knew that there might be like different <laughs> protagonists per season, or I guess like rather per, per book. 
So it's like it's like a volume thing, and and there's a lot of fandom disagreements on how many of them are canon. Yeah, it's like right? Star Wars because there's like there's like some people think only the first one's canon. Some people are like one and two are canon, and then there's like a whole different wave of like no, there's a third one. It's a trilogy. It's all canon, and not a, and it's like a lot of definitely lot of, the yeah definitely <laughs> a lot of internet disagreements about it. Yeah, I I, I was just thinking about how. Um, I did go to Bible camp one year, or actually a couple of years, <laughs> and now I know so little about the Bible despite that. Like, and it wasn't <laughs> like we went to, like, I, I didn't grow up super religious or anything like that, but I, I just remember we went to Bible camp, uh, me and my friends, for like a couple of summers for a week at a time because they had horses and swimming, and they really taught me so little about the Bible. <laughs> but I know so much about how to like braid horses' tails and stuff. So super fun. Yeah. Good times. I grew up Roman Catholic. I went to youth group, you know. Um, did some did some trips abroad with that. That's fun. Never really sat down and like read read the Bible though. I had like a kid's Bible growing up. Yeah, right? I think some I of the one. stories of the pictures and all of that. The big ones. My grandparents on my dad's side were, I think, more into that. And so I think that they got me, like, a child's Bible at some point. So I at least know the story with all the plagues in it because uh, they made it into that movie, Moses and the Technical <laughs> No, it's not Moses and the Technical It's Prince of Egypt. Prince of Egypt, thank you. Um, I actually watched that movie recently when I was in, like, the, our CDC, not CDC, CSD, whatever it is, Catholic school like religion no yeah ccd ccd something like that when i i did that like mm -hmm. once a week for like a couple of years i really yeah. impressed my teacher by knowing like the whole story of the old testament because of the prince of egypt but that was like where my knowledge ceased after it's like that. a it's like a really well animated movie it's so good yeah it's really good it's and really like, nice really good film it's funny that there was a whole other generation before us that was like the ten commandments holy shit have you seen mm. that movie and like for that time that was like an insane masterpiece also and then like prince of egypt is just like gorgeous animation yeah sorry yeah. prince of egypt is our is our uh, ten commandments and we think and it's so superior yeah yeah anyway but yes the play so but the point is that the the the, the plagues are unleashed on the Egyptians who have enslaved the Jews, and they are unleashed on the Egyptians by God. Not the devil, not any evil force. It's God who feels bad about it because, you know, he loves everybody, but uh, slavery wrong, or in, right. especially in this case, I guess. I don't know. It's very unclear. <laughs> Actually, I really realize now in The Prince of Egypt that they, like, were not super clear about i felt like god was more of like a like there was no like god character obviously so doesn't 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 the bush speak though isn't don't there like a dialogue that. with god i don't think there's ever a physical like a verbal dialogue hmm. like is a lot of just moses going like why me at the sky yeah, I, and then I, something gets struck by lightning and he's like oh that's why yeah no i'm trying just thinking out loud now about it yeah yeah, so Percival's not God. Percival's stealing from <laughs> the divine playbook in this one. Mm. And I just, yeah, that's just like a weird thing. And I'm, it's probably like not something that they're thinking that, that it, we should think too deeply about. But it's like, it's just, plagues aren't a devil thing. Yeah, it's that's not. actually interesting. I never thought about it like that, but yeah. 
Maybe Percival is God. Oh my God. Imagine. Percival is Jesus. Yeah, I feel like they wouldn't go that route. That would be confusing. That would be a pretty, pretty insane twist that would throw people and make headlines. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That would be a a very grabby. But I, I I don't think that would be a good choice either. (laughs) No, I agree. Wait, so who wrote this episode? This episode was written by two people: Janine Salinas Schoenberg and Brian E. Patterson. So Janine previously wrote uh, Chapter ninety seven, Ghost Stories. Cool, like that one. Do you remember that one? That was with La La Llorona. I don't think I said it right again, but... Oh, but she comes back around in this one. She does, yeah, yeah. Uh, She wrote Band of Brothers. Interesting. Don't remember that one. Oh, no, that was with the ghosts, right? The ghosts, yeah. The other one with ghosts. Interesting. Why is she like ghosts? Interesting. And she wrote The Preppy Murders. Also fun. No ghosts, but, you know. No, she killed people we liked. (laughs) She did. R.I.P. Brett. Is the other one dead? Donna? Donna. She's dead, I think right? Donna's dead. Yeah. yeah. She went to Yellow Jackets. Brian E. Patterson previously wrote The Town. Mm. That no was bells. 10 episodes ago. Oh, wow. I, I remember talking about The Town. I don't remember what the episode was about. Let me pull up the description. I remember talking a lot about Ben Affleck in that episode. After learning that Percival Pickens is behind a blistering article calling Riverdale the worst town in America, Archie comes up with a plan to prove him wrong. Meanwhile, after the town council goes after their casino, Veronica and Reggie decide they're going to do everything on the up and up moving forward. Finally, Britta makes a risky move to help Cheryl. Oh, okay. That's a really descriptive description. It is. It's not like Veronica has a plan. Something so different this season on the show. Veronica has a plan. Reggie ponders. (laughs) <laughs> yeah like we should we should rewrite that into the the old the old riverdale way right percival percival writes something <laughs> percival unleashes what he's going to unleash on riverdale ryan also wrote citizen lodge oh that was a great episode and lynchian also a good episode weird episode what was lynchian? oh no lynchian was the yeah it was Weird videotape thing. the one where, where Allison was like, or doing her, not Alice, where Alice was doing her mm-hmm. show? It, it's a movie? A, wasn't that the one where they had like the rave, the weird sexy rave with the videotapes? I'm pretty Here's sure that the description. was it. Here's the description. Jughead and Charles follow a new lead after the contents of the la- latest videotape takes a sinister turn. Yep. Cheryl and Veronica's maple rum business faces a new threat. Archie okay. and Betty contemplate their next steps. <laughs> oh, don't you hate when that happens? It's just one, it's just one season ago, right? Two? Yeah, oh, man. unclear. It's been so long somehow between seasons that it does feel like forever ago. What a journey. This episode was directed by Ronald Richard. It is his second ever directing credit after Chapter 94, Next to Normal. Oh, that's when they did Next to Normal. <laughs> that's that's right yeah he's long been a director of photography and a uh, cinematographer that's cool good for him good for him <laughs> so jonna what what plot lines are there in this episode we've got four okay uh arguably could have been three but i broke it out into four we got plagues uh plagues we have the wedding planner we got a crossover and we got double agent keller Let's go with Veronica's, the wedding planner. So Tony comes over to Veronica's 
Mrs. Veronica, I want you to be my wedding planner. <laughs> Do you think she's paying her at all? No, no, I don't think so. I think that was the whole point. It was like, we're friends, right? <laughs> Rack was like, kind of, <laughs> I guess. Somebody sent us, let me see if I can find who. Somebody sent us a really good meme that was Veronica saying, I guess they don't call me a miracle worker for nothing. And they changed it to fixed it. And it was, I get, it was just, I guess they don't call me a miracle worker. <laughs> just crossed out. And that was, that was Emily. It's, the meme was, it's, they don't call Veronica Lodge a miracle worker for nothing. And then she just crossed it out and was like, I fixed it. it was yeah, just, they don't call her a miracle worker. She doesn't. They don't. No I one's think, ever I said think this that. is a, I thought this is a pretty good uh, Veronica storyline this week, though. I, it's very pathetic, but it was I, Yeah, fun. it's sad, but they're, they're kind of. Nail, knocking on the problem that the character has. Yeah, um, yeah. Archie's going to be one of Fangs' groomsmen. I guess they're he, friends. Okay. Yeah, you know, Fangs is like, I don't actually have any other friends. <laughs> I don't. What about what about I don't know your the gang or a, your friends with best friend Sweet Pea, who is could not even <laughs> come Pea, into town. Sweet Pea did not come back from the tour no. for Fangs' wedding. He's still on the bus with the Pussycats sad man mm. and now that tom swift is not sadly is canceled they could really bring josie back but for is that what she was doing was she on tom swift i believe so yeah how is that haven't watched it but oh it was more of a sadness for josie uh, for ashley murray but i i do love i'm actually very behind on nancy drew but i did love nancy drew when i watched it so we're in, I mean, we're about to head into very strange and uncharted waters for the CW. The CW being yeah. the network that, that Riverdale and all of those are made for here in the United States because they are selling or yeah. are looking for at least partial new ownership. And so uh, as a channel, it's long been a place that would never cancel shows. They would just kind of renew their entire slate every season, which yeah. is nice as a fan. You know, you really felt like if you were getting on board to something, you were going to have it for a while. And now they've been suddenly canceling things. Uh, Batwoman is dead. Tom Swift is dead. Um, Legacies. Which legends. I... They kept Superman. They kept Riverdale for one more season. Do they keep Nancy Drew? Yes, I believe so. And Dynasty? No, Dynasty got canceled. Yeah, Dynasty got canceled. Sorry, Liz. Sorry, Liz. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the network's going to become. You know, that'll be interesting. I know. I wonder if it'll still be the CW, if that'll still be the name. The title? It's like a kind of a meaningless name, because it was... They combined the WB and UPN. Right, which... You know, like, where's the C come from? <laughs> right, I was like, that's... I think it's CBS Warner Brothers. I think that's the idea Yeah, yeah, that is, that is what it actually is. Yeah, but... So CBS Warner Brothers have always had, like, partial ownership and everything on here, too. Yeah, it's a weird thing. But anyway... Very strange. Yeah. Kevin? No. Veronica. So, uh, everyone's really excited <laughs> about the wedding, and, like, the general thing in the show this week is, like, no, we need this wedding. Everyone needs this fucking wedding. Yeah, it's like, I don't know if you really need it. I don't think the bride really wanted it. I'm not sure the groom did either, honestly, but <laughs> it's what it is. Glad everyone's having a good time. Yeah, yeah. Tony's, like, talking to Veronica, like, we finally settled on a date for the wedding. It's tomorrow. Can you put this together? <laughs> <laughs> we this is the Why? only day that could possibly work yeah, we have as much time as you need but okay yeah the baby's already here and until this episode the point was if we don't get married soon 
This will be difficult in our legal battle with Kevin. Yeah, this was weird. But what happens in this episode is Kevin's like, oh, no, I'm done. Right, he's fine. He, I just... So in theory, they could be like, oh, then should we stop and think about this? Right, or at least not have it tomorrow. <laughs> but instead, they're just like, oh, well, that's great. Now Kevin can come to the wedding he forced us to have. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, I don't think the problem was... was the oh my gosh this was this was a plot hole that actually really bothered me when I was watching it because last season it just didn't not last season last episode or two episodes ago you saw the flashback of Tony being like oh, I don't really want to marry Fangs at all but I guess I'm gonna have to fake it and now she's like all on board and they have like cutesy bows well, yeah because because she beat those guys up right so weird so, so, so the thing is, she was always pretending. Right. And Fangs was always right. Oh man. As as men often oh, are. Oh, <laughs> yes. Let's let's definitely say that for sure. I I need to stop myself from going darker with this. Yeah. Bit. Let's let's keep it light and fluffy and about Riverdale, John. I need this today. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. All right. You know how Tabitha is always spending time with Veronica in Veronica's office. Yeah. As they. As they do. You know, they're best friends. Because they're business partners. And we've done all these stories about, like, exploring that relationship with them. Yeah, for sure. She she checks in on Veronica, and Veronica is uh, feeling kind of lost in life. Which makes sense. She says she used to be the Sheaf of Wall Street, and Tabitha gives this slight shake of her head as if to say, <laughs> nobody called you that. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw it. And Veronica's like, what am I now? No one offers the Black Widow? You have those poison powers. I don't know. Yeah, but I don't know if that would make her feel any better. She's she's bummed because her character was, in her mind, meant to be a rich socialite in New York City. And now she... Um, is it failing? Is it a failing casino that she's running in a small town in, we presume, New York State? A middling casino. I don't really know what that <laughs> would be defined as in this case, but... Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Tabitha commiserates that she wanted to be a more successful business owner, but it seems like uh, uh, Alexandra Cabot is now starring on All-American Homecoming, yeah. so I don't see her anymore. Yeah, she stopped taking her calls. She's busy. <laughs> it's like she doesn't exist. Weird how that works. But Veronica is, like, specific about not having a date for this wedding. She's scared of being alone. To be fair, there's, like, four people in Riverdale, and she's dated most of them. Yeah, her dating pool is uh, very, very small. Very, very. It's, it's a tiny little dating pool, and this has long been her, her, her character. It's just always been something that I wasn't sure if we were ever supposed to be. Was it, if, if it was ever supposed to be overt or if it was accidental. Yeah. But is at least overt now that she is someone who hates to be uh, single for any long period of time or alone with her thoughts in any way. I get that. That's why I always listen to podcasts. No, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> the speaker on her desk, I believe the speaker itself <laughs> is her assistant. Uh, right. The speaker tells her that the uh, plumbing's messed up. Yeah. That deals with some plague stuff. Don't worry about that. Okay. <laughs> Veronica just isn't sure who or what she's fighting for anymore or why she's even staying in Riverdale. Yeah, do you... Which would be, yeah, a fine story arc if she decided to leave. I'm not saying, like, she shouldn't be on the show anymore. Yeah. I'm just saying, like... Leave and come back. We could we could do a storyline where someone is actually not in Riverdale. Well, Jughead's been in that bunker for a while. Is that technically Riverdale? <laughs> it's underground, so... 
Yeah, but he's doing fine. Yeah, he's thriving. There is a toilet. Did you notice? There is a toilet. Yeah, yeah. I that one of my notes is he throws up in a hold on. Has there been a toilet there the whole time? And I have a lot of thoughts about that that we will get to later, but yeah. disgusting is the headline thought on that. <laughs> disgusting. So uh, Percival, Percival does a plague and makes all the food uh, at the rehearsal dinner that was going to happen at the casino makes the food rot. Horrible. In time. Absolutely horrible. So. So will they have to cancel the rehearsal dinner? I believe that's when Veronica says, nobody calls me a miracle worker. <laughs> yes, famously. Famously, the so, thing they always call her. If you were in this situation, Caitlin, mm-hmm. what would you do? Rehearsal dinner's ruined. The food's all bad. What do you do? Um, I don't have the wedding. It seems like a risk. <laughs> I see I see reason and I call it all off. Yeah, yeah. Well, the second I think that somebody's trying to poison me with food, I'm like, mm. Also, like, molding food, that kind of thing, that's, like, a big phobia of mine. Like, and mm. I think it comes from the movie Ghost Ship, where they, like, are eating food and then they find out that there's, like, maggots in it. Horrible. Um, yeah, it yeah, comes from that. So I would particularly want to avoid this situation. Well, Veronica's solution is to just go to the diner. Right, another option. I mean, you could also go to a different place for food, I guess. Veronica gives an amazing bullshit speech to make it seem like this was always the plan. Like, of course Hmm. we do at the diner, because Tony elevates whatever room she's in. Sure. Miracle work of Veronica. She's smooth. Yeah. Uh, She says the most important thing is the people you're celebrating with. And then she gives a toast to single girls and bursts into song. And then she then she makes it so uncomfortable for everyone involved. Woo! I know we're here to celebrate love. Veronica, Veronica thought Veronica thought, what if this is about me? Yeah. And Veronica has that thought. But for a once lot. for once the show knows that too. And it's like that's not the move. <laughs> you can see her losing the audience over the song. I, I don't think this is her best number. No. no. Is it is it because of the uncomfortableness or is it otherwise and still not great? I don't, I think, so I was talking to Jacob about this. I don't know, com- it, this song is from Company, I believe. I don't know Company mm-hmm. that well. So apparently the song is supposed to be kind of t- uh, spoken, sung like this, which I was not aware of. So it to me, it felt like she just wasn't singing it. And I didn't realize that was kind of the style. So I think that's part of the reason why mm. I was like, oh, it, it feels like it's not fit for her voice. But she can hit those notes when she's trying. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Yeah. It wasn't my favorite. Vocally, I don't think that this song was like the best choice personally for her. But that was just my opinion. Yeah. Also, bad choices include uh, taking people's drinks. Right. That's fucked. Throwing and smashing Betty's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, forcing Fangs to dance with her. And then forcing the entire audience to stand up at her command. Yeah, yeah. Bad choices are made all around. Which, you know, all of these things, uh, seems like she's in, what's the word I'm looking for? A, a bad emotional state. And if that is true, I believe she should be poisoning everybody. Hmm. Yeah, that power hasn't really come into play. Hasn't really been a problem. No. It would be funny if she, like, took someone's drink and drank from it, and then they drank, and then they died. That would have been crazy, yeah. right? And then she would have been like, I have to I have to disappear, and then that's when someone goes to talk yeah, to her. Yeah, and they're like, don't disappear. That was probably an accident. Right. We love you. Just, like, whatever. <laughs> uh, so, yes. Betty asks Veronica to go to the wedding with her and Archie. 
Betty is like trying to make pilot. a threesome happen. I swear to like God. Like the she, thruple they're destined to become. Yeah. She keeps saying, like, I understand where this is supposed to be coming from, but it, it feels like Betty is like, I would rather have it be the three of us this time, you know? And look. Yeah. Oh, oh, you think Betty's like, don't leave me alone with him? <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. But it always feels like Betty's like, yeah, totally chill. I want to be with yeah. Archie, but so and also, Veronica can be here as well. You know, Veronica went real hard after Drake when she heard that Drake was interested mm-hmm. in Betty. And like, maybe an element of that is like, excuse me, I'm supposed to end up with Betty and Archie. Imagine. Like, I would love that. I kind yeah, I'm kind of down. I am. <laughs> I am poor Jughead, but yeah, I guess. I, ironically, it feels like the only person not thinking about <laughs> this as a, as a thing is Archie. Oh yeah, no, I I think that whenever Archie is with Betty or whatever he's with Veronica, he kind of forgets about the other girl. Yeah, yeah, he's more about like, oh yeah, she likes me, so like I should kiss her, right? Yeah, <laughs> like that's just that's how much he thinks. That has notoriously uh, been his thing. Yeah, and then you know he's like, once once they're done, he's like. Now, let's see what jobs I can do. <laughs> Those are his interests. And look, it's fine. He, loves, he jobs. loves jobs. So, the wedding. The wedding. Cheryl wore her leather serpent jacket to officiate. We will talk about that <laughs> elsewhere. But, yes, she was, Cheryl was asked to officiate. Let's talk about that now. Cheryl, yeah. Tony asked Cheryl to officiate her wedding. A normal thing to do. A totally normal thing you do with your high school ex who's been terrorizing you for the last year or so. Terrorizing you is clearly still in love with you, but she did come to the bachelorette party, so I guess this is, like, par for the course. Yeah, this could have been a big episode for Heather if Heather had, like, a personality. Is she not perceptive enough to see that Cheryl is still in love? She's only here to explain magic things. Cool. And now we can have Sabrina, so it's like... Which is something Cheryl was already doing. Yeah, yeah. And was very surprised when she realized she was a witch. Very surprised by that. <laughs> Wait, I'm doing magic because I have magic? Right, that was weird. Who should Tony have asked to officiate her wedding? Sweet Pete, but he's not. Tall boy? <laughs> yeah, tall boy. Tall boy. He's definitely dead, but I forget why. That would have, you know, it would have been an amazing time for, I don't know, her, like, grandfather who we've met to come back around. Yeah, I'm trying or, or like. Or, wow, if Skeet would have come up for an episode. I, I guess they know each other, yeah. Only one person can marry you two. <laughs> Oh, man. Billy Loomis. Miss you. Who else would be good? I mean, Jughead would have been a choice. He was in the bunker, but... Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine if they had the wedding in the bunker? That would have been disgusting now that I know where the toilet is. <laughs> it been the worst place ever to get married. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. who is at this wedding? Because it doesn't seem like... Never mind. Yeah, it does, it's fine. <laughs> so, it, Fang's, like, you see him start to read his like very boring mundane vows and then like just kind of fold them up and just put them away and just be like you know what i just love you baby <laughs> like he wings it he wings it with his vows tony clearly worked hard on hers but they're all kind of focused around marrying to protect baby yeah i noticed that uh, so like this is going great this is going to be fine yeah it's never really about each other it's more about being a family and I'm like, that should be yeah. a part of it, I guess, but it doesn't really feel like they right. like each other. But it's not like, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. It's like, legally speaking, I should spend the rest of my life right, with you. Right, right. It's more convenient this way, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, <clears throat> Cheryl declares, declares them married under the watchful eye of Hecate, as you do. Kevin sings. Britta has a cute little girlfriend. She does. She does a very choreographed dance with her. Uh, and Carlos <laughs> is in the band, which is just fun. Yeah. 
Also, Kevin, I think we have to note that Kevin sings a song from The Wedding Singer, the musical, a play that I have seen and I adore. I love it. It's a good song. It's a good song. It really is. It was a great musical. It truly is one of my favorite movie musical, movie to musical adaptations. Like that and Legally Blonde. Just so good. And Tootsie, obviously, Mm. because I love Tootsie. Yeah. So good. Veronica's watching Betty dance with Archie when she asks Tabitha if on her trips into the future you know the apocalyptic one if she knows who's (laughs) avengers ending is it archie with betty or archie with veronica i want to know it's clearly both what do you yeah (laughs) but tabitha's like oh don't worry i really wanted to i I did look into this and find out but it turns out we're not in avengers endgame we're in avengers infinity war and archie suddenly collapses and dies wow so I think it's really weird if Tabitha knows the fates of everyone and is just, like, keeping it hush-hush. Like, specifically that she looked into a relationship status? I mean, I would. Like, like the impression I got was that the future was, like, you're busy. Right, right, right. <laughs> right, it's not important. You're not even going to be thinking about this when you're... Yeah. No, <laughs> I didn't look into that. I said nuclear winter. Right, right. But in that nuclear winter, who's my boyfriend? So... <laughs> Look, sometimes the girls just gotta know, you know? She just girls gotta, gotta know. know. So that's the end of the wedding planner. Oh. Hmm. Where to now? What was the... What was the, the uh, we got Plagues. Okay. We got Crossover. And we got Double Agent Keller. Let's do Double Agent Keller. So uh, all the pipes around town pour out blood red water. Gross. And that's when Kevin comes by to tell Tony and Fangs that he is dropping his case for baby. <gasps> wow. He's like, yeah, you guys are like actually genetically baby's parents so whatever i'm done right there was a lot of reasons why this made no sense but i'm happy that we're done with it (laughs) yeah like what sure what has been the emotional journey you've been going on all this time he's like "Eh, it's off screen stuff yeah no no one's ever gonna give me the time to figure it out if i'm on camera i'm here to be a problem i'm not (laughs) you don't need to (laughs) uh kevin i he did the right thing so gotta give him props yeah Betty goes to talk to Kevin. He's apologetic for going along with Percival. Good for him. Uh, she says, what happened? He's like, he kissed me once. And I was like, <laughs> I'll follow you to the ends of the earth. <laughs> yeah. They, they're not dating, right? Like, that's not a thing. He's like with Moose now, I right? I think so. Why? Percival should be like trying to get rid of Moose when he's losing control of Kevin. I don't know if Moose like is really putting up that much of a fight. Moose has no That's idea. The thing. Yeah, happening. but like, he, I don't have no idea what's going on with Moose in this. <laughs> Moose is a gypsy. He just keeps showing up in the backs of shots, like, oh, life is great. Yeah. As far as I know, Riverdale's fine. He's just trying to live a happy life. Kevin tells Betty about Percival's little black book of secrets. It'll probably be important, but not really for the rest of this episode. She does ask him to try and steal it. Yeah. Which leads to a very funny moment. Percival catches Kevin looking through his belongings, and Kevin tells him, I'm coming by because the, the, the Tony wedding thing has me feeling lonely and unwanted. And Percival <laughs> just says, oh, Kevin, you and your self-esteem. <laughs> oh, Kevin. Woo! <laughs> The the way that Percival sometimes really can just cut like a knife, just boom, yeah, casually cruel. Reads people, reads people like a little black book. Yeah, Kevin later after some kidnapping, uh, talks to Tony and Fangs, and they say, you know, you've done a lot this week. 
you can come to our wedding. Oh, good. He says, oh, my God, that's so great. Can Moose come? And they're like, yeah, of course. He was already invited, of course. <laughs> I hope they said, oh, yeah, Moose has been invited for weeks. Has he not invited you? Right. No, you were the one who wasn't coming. <laughs> oh. You did this. I think that Kevin and Moose could be Avengers Endgame. It works for me. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. It feels like a lot of characters are kind of settling into that position now. Just like, yeah, you're with the person you're going to be with. I think. Uh, that feels like the purpose of Moose. Mm. That feels like the purpose of Heather. They are, they are in my eyes, rewards to long-suffering characters. You don't think Tony and Cheryl are going to be Avengers on the game? Shit. No, hold on. You're probably onto something there. Yeah, they um, are. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, John. Right? Like, yeah. like you're... Because if, if, if the Fang's relationship is as doomed as we are joking it is... Oh, it's doomed. Then there's only one reason to do that. And it's to bring these two back together. I still think Kevin could be with Moose, though. I think Fangs is going to die. So that's my theory. <laughs> I, I, I think he is. He could. He could yeah, die. Yeah. I don't think he's going to make it. I. You think it's just going to be Tony, uh, Tony, Cheryl raising baby? I think the thing with, the problem with Fangs. With Kevin? Yes. Because, like, Kevin will probably be into co-parenting with Cheryl. I think that Fangs is a big enough character that it will be shocking if he dies forever. But not such a big yeah. character that they're going to be like, oh my god, we can't not have him for, like, next season. Or, like, we can't not have him. Right, You know? Right. Yeah, and I feel like that actor is always on the cusp of getting, like, booked as a regular on something else. Yeah, so, I... Like, he does, he does, he does guest starring roles in other CW shows. Well, I hope that he has a successful, fruitful career, whether on this show or elsewhere. Yeah, he might die. I think he's going to die. It's a big theory. We'll get there. Well, that's the end of Double Agent Keller. Well, so where do you want to go next? Is there another one other than Plagues? Crossover. Okay, crossover then Plagues. Let's finish out with Plagues. So Tabitha hangs with Jughead in the bunker, reading some of his writing that he's made on the typewriter. So no more comic books? I, would, that bit? I guess he doesn't what do about, that. What about the music you need to write, Jughead? Right. We're just... Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's, I'm just not doing, we're that, not anymore. doing that anymore. No. He could have been comic book writing River Vale, but he's right. just been writing River Vale. It makes more sense if he did comic book write River Vale, considering literally everything we know, honestly, about River Vale being a comic book in the sky. Yeah. Remember that whole thing? Very weird. But I guess we're fine. Yeah. So... He says that uh, the more he writes, the more the voices in his head subside. Sure. And so Tabitha says, great, then you can come to the wedding. And he says, well, hold on. <laughs> I will not be subjecting myself to that. Not, not that good. <laughs> <laughs> that night, La Llorona visits the bunker. And the next morning, Jughead's upset because someone stole his ghost story. She looks scarier than she did in Rivervale. I don't know if I'm yeah, imagining yeah. Is that. It, could it be a different actress? Maybe. And then just like a better better run of the makeup job. I'm surprised they didn't have it as the Tony La Llorona, though. Oh, yeah. Right? That wasn't Tony. No, that wasn't Tony. I don't think so. But like, why not? Right. Interesting. Or was was that like maybe, you know, they probably had a conversation about that, right? In a production meeting? Yeah. I wonder, though. I wonder if it was like a scheduling thing. Also, I'm... I'm kind of confused about where those ghost stories in Rivervale fit in. 
Because that's not the main Riverville plot line. So it's like it's a different universe within the Riverville what? branch. Well, because like huh? the ghost stories, right? That whole episode. That was Yeah. That was not the Riverville that we saw in the Jughead Paradox. That was like a different. Why not? Why wasn't it? Of course it was. But it wasn't because because Tony was there. Remember, like Tony like died. Yeah, everyone came back at the start of the Jughead Paradox. Interesting. No, that isn't. No, because it was like a different. Because the things that happened in like the Archie episode where Archie gets like yeah. murdered, that's not the right. same Archie that we see in the Jughead Paradox. Yes, it is. Is it? I don't think so. That's part of it. That's part of the paradox. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't get that. It's the, like the point of, like, like in that episode, don't, you're making me re-explain, you're making me go back into that. Uh, well, uh, I still don't like, understand it. <laughs> how could you do this to me? It's, um. Well, they all wake up from a dream. It's like, it's, it's like, it's like serialized anthology where river veil just kind of resets and like people come back from the dead and stuff that is done is undone okay why because because they can because it's loose i guess my there i have a i have a theory related to this episode that we should presumably save for the rumor mill okay we'll save it there's 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 a lot of juice right yeah uh yeah somebody stole jughead's ghost story and next time we check in with him, he smells a Pops cheese cheeseburger that magically appeared in the bunker. Hmm. I wouldn't eat that. Yeah, don't eat that. <laughs> no, no. What are Pops' vegan options? <laughs> of course, of course, Jughead does eat the threatening <laughs> cheeseburger. Ah, Jughead. Can't keep that boy away. And then when he goes to throw up that cheeseburger, huge twist, there's a bathroom in the bunker. But it's very close to the rest of the bunker. This was my interpretation. <laughs> I was like, the toilet's like right there. I did not see a sink. I do think this is gonna, this is one of those situations where they, uh, they added that to the set. I guess. Because it was in the script and they were like, shit. I was... And the, they, probably, they probably added their shower too. Back I I mm, I don't remember seeing a sink. I hope there's a sink. I did not see. I definitely did not remember any hand soap, and I think that's important to note. It's just disgusting. Mm. It's just like you know it's gonna smell, and you know nobody cleans it, so you're just like living in like a sewer. It's just not fun. Yeah, nothing. There's nothing sanitary about this bunker. Nobody cleans it down there. No one should be living down no, there. Not for multiple weeks. It probably wouldn't even be safe. In an actual nuclear situation. No. No. Doesn't seem like there's any rations in it. No, I don't really know what's going on there. The mis- here's, here's, can I just, can I just say this? Yeah, I get, you know, Dilton Doily's survivalist makes sense that he would have access to something like this. Sure. But you know who, who would have like an underground bunker that's like well stocked in case of an emergency? The, the, the Blossoms. Oh yeah, Probably. Like a spooky like tunnel. That would have been. That would have made sense for them to have someone like this. Did they ever establish why the or, bunker was here? It was like a World War II leftover or something. It was something they found in well, the I guess first it place. Be. Yeah, no, they never. That would that would be a good setup for like a one-off. Yeah. If they learned about why it exists in the first place, if it was like 
you know, Underground Railroad or Revolutionary War or something. Yeah, that makes sense. Interesting. Or something later, you know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, evil Rivervale Cheryl, in her sacrificial outfit, checks up on Jughead in the middle of the night. He thinks it's regular Cheryl, and then she uh, stabs him. If it was reg- regular Cheryl, it's still kind of scary. With a dagger. Yeah, yeah. Still, <laughs> still possible with regular yeah. Cheryl. You know, it depends on the day. And when he wakes up, there's that knife, there's that dagger, and another story is missing. Mm, weird. Yeah. So Jughead calls out in the darkness, screaming, what do you want? And a bottle rolls out to him with a note in it that just says, keep writing. Okay. So uh, Jughead finds someone reading his work in the middle of the night, and he shines a flashlight on himself. It's Jughead! Oh my god. And this other Jughead just kind of curiously watches our Jughead suddenly collapse back into his bed and die. Mm, questions. A lot of questions. So, plagues? Plagues. 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 We, got, we got frogs escaping the biology lab. We got swarms of flies. We got kids with lice in their hair. Ugh, gross. Percival is causing biblical plagues just like John Guesty would because he's so good at watching TV. That's what my notes say. Yeah, that works. We were put on the premiere of Westworld. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. We we clicked, clicked, because Westworld was on the HBO Max home screen, we just clicked play. And the intro starts starts up, and I'm immediately like, within within like five seconds, I'm like, this is wrong. Her roommates are like, what are you talking about? This is the Westworld intro. And I'm like, no, this is the season one Westworld intro. And they're like, what are you talking about, John? A lot of people have this. It's just this. in your head, John. <laughs> let, let, it, let it keep going. We're gonna, maybe they're playing a game here. You know, We're going to see what kind of trickery they got. Ooh. And, I go, and I go, let me just check real quick to see if we're on the right episode. And I hit back. And we were on the pilot everyone, of Westworld. Season one, episode one. Everyone had this problem. I saw like a couple of TikToks about it being like, tried to watch Westworld, ended up watching the pilot because I did not realize. Yeah, people didn't realize, but I realized. You realized, John. You realized before it I'm started. I'm very good watching TV. Yeah, yeah that is yeah. a skill you From have. the moment it, moment it was like, wait until after the episode for, for behind the scenes, I was like, HBO doesn't do that anymore, mm-hmm. do they? Nope, how dare they? Nope. Wow. Can't believe uh, they didn't listen. Yeah, pretty good premiere, though. I'm kind of like in it for with Westworld just to see how deep the rabbit hole goes now. I just want to like... I love... Like, this. where is this bug nuts premise going to keep going? <laughs> it keeps feeling like they should run out. I love Evan Rachel Wood so much, but I just don't think I can do Westworld again. I just don't understand it. I, you know, I just don't get I it. I don't think it's the best use of her talents at this point. Either. I could agree with I'm that. Like, don't understand the character she's playing. Yeah. I, I tried. I really did try. Um, and I, I, I want to really like Westworld, but I just, I watched season one, watched a little bit of season two. I don't understand it. Like I just don't under- like the season one. I understood. <laughs> and they, that's that's, and they think that's what they've got. They think that's the selling point. Is no. like really confusing. You know, don't you like your shows where you have to figure out why anybody's doing anything? See, I like season one because I it felt it felt like there was a mystery, and then once it came together, once you realized spoilers, but like who the man in black really was, and how of course. It was smart for them to use people who didn't age, robots, um, to tell the story across multiple timelines because then you could right. use the same person exactly. as two different right. characters. But then in season two, what was you know a character-defining turn instead goes like, well, our thing is multiple timelines, right? Yeah, it just was like... So we uh, gotta... It was so, it's so confusing. Um, 
And I like I like them exploring the parks. I think the parks are interesting. And once yeah. they kind of move into like a bigger society, it kind yeah, of now they're just me, out in the world. Yeah, to me, it kind of just feels like the same as like any other sci-fi show. It doesn't really have the hook to me that it could have had had it stuck yeah. with stories about the park. But anyway, I I didn't think I'd miss the cowboy action so much. Yeah, but that's like, fun. We haven't done any cowboy stuff in a while. Yeah, cowboys. Uh, I guess I liked cowboys. So Percival calls Archie, and it's kind of funny, because Percival's going into this call being like, tell the crew to go back to work and I'll stop. And Archie's like, stop what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. And Percival's like, you haven't, you haven't, like, I know this isn't exactly how it goes down, but Percival's basically like, wait, you haven't figured it out yet? Oh, man, I thought I was being so subtle. Oh, I don't know, maybe you should turn on the news? <laughs> And that's when he sees Alice reporting that Sweetwater River is turned red. Oh, no. And so, like, team meeting. Mm. Uh, Percival's causing plagues. Sad. Yeah. Cheryl says that turning the river red would make him a sorcerer of tremendous skill. Now, they, it's just red. It's not actual blood. Is, is he a sorcerer of tremendous skill, or is he a man with a lot of food coloring? I mean, do we know it's not blood? Are we... I, they could they be blood. They just say it's red. Yeah. They say it, they don't call it blood. That's true. They don't call it blood. Though, I'm going to assume it's blood. I wouldn't, like, yeah. drink it and be like, it's probably just food no, color. No, definitely don't <laughs> drink it. But it would be funny if they're like, yeah, and it's just a lot of red dye number five. It's just, it's actually, no, I'm just imagining Percival has, like, a million of those little tiny food coloring bottles used to, like, tint cupcake. Can you frosting. imagine at the end of all this, he's like, no, it's not magic. I'm rich. I'm so rich. I have a monopoly on the food coloring industry. He's just squeezing out the tiny little food coloring bottles, just one after the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Night it's after just night. him alone with, like, the little squeeze things you use that's, for baking. That's it. That's it. That's how he did it. It's magic. <clears throat> Amazing. Cheryl has Cheryl has an idea for how to stop Percival, and they're like, "Oh, what is?" And he's like, "What if we kill him?" Oh my gosh, you could have thought of that. <laughs> I'm like, thank you. Right. I like, yeah. What if I just I don't know, light him on fire? <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, "Oh no, couldn't possibly do that." Arch, Archie's like, "Well, hold on. How can we win the battle between good and evil if we stoop to that level?" I, and what do you and think? She's like, "Well, happen? I'm pretty sure evil would be gone then because it would be." <laughs> Yeah, I'm on Team Cheryl in this case. Sometimes you need to take action. Yeah, I'm, someone needed to try it, at least. Yeah. I, I wish... I'm glad we now know what happened. You know what they should have done? They should have had a character like Frank try to kill him. Like, a character that, like, you'd be sad for, like, one episode. That would have been pretty good, yeah. If it, instead of what Frank's been doing, if, like, we did manage to, like, subtly turn Frank, send him back in, try to kill Percival, and then Percival stopped him and, like, really like mind wiped him or something yeah or killed him or whatever make it yeah. so there was a reason why they couldn't try to kill him right 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 well yeah i guess instead we get this with nana yeah yeah so uh archie wants everyone to stand strong and support the workers and the wedding will remind everyone what they're fighting for there's no pressure tony and fang's a stable relationship <laughs> right yeah definitely let's put more more pressure onto this uh definitely stable normal romance yeah. At a strike meeting, Carlos has heard Percival's open to negotiation, and Archie and Tabitha encourage them not to negotiate. Hang on a little bit longer. We will not be changing our opinions on this. Great. Cool. Uh, Betty goes over to Agent Lynn, who 
He was like, Betty, I used to have my desk right next to yours, and then you moved me when Drake came into town. What's going on? Aww. Are we not friends? We never get drinks anymore. And Betty says, hey, can you get me some Bibles? She's like, what did she say? I, I didn't know you were so religious. I mean, people who are religious, <laughs> right. you're not qualifying religion by how many Bibles somebody has, right? Do you know how many crimes the FBI must investigate where Bible knowledge is necessary? Sadly, probably a like lot. Like a lot. Yeah. A lot. The criminal Minds makes that very clear, actually. Oh, Criminal Minds? I don't know anyone who works on oh that. Oh my gosh. Criminal Minds is great. Cheryl tells Heather that Tony asked her to officiate the wedding. A totally normal thing to do. Mm, yeah. And Cheryl's, Cheryl's like, we gotta give her a wedding gift. Like killing Percival. Yeah. I Look, she's not wrong. Respect. Yeah. Support. Yeah. Cheryl and Heather set out a poppet of Percival in a pentagram. <laughs> and Cheryl sets him on fire. Did you want to say that sentence so badly? Pop it of Percival in a pentagram? Pos- no, nah, I don't want to say it five times fast. Pop it of Percival in a pentagram. Pop it of Percival in a pentagram. Pop it blah, 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 blah. That's it. I can't do it. I tried. Take the uh, Percival Poppet challenge <laughs> on Instagram oh, and submit it to I would us. love for you guys to do that. That would be fun. Pop it of Percival in a pentagram. Pop it of Percival in a pentagram. Should it be longer? Should we add a thing? Placing a poppet or Percival in a pentagram? I think placing a poppet or Percival in a pentagram would be perfect. Yeah. Po- placing a poppet or Percival, Percival in a pentagram. Perfect. Good. Sorry, go on. Perfectly placing a poppet or Percival in a pentagram. I think if you guys could say that five times fast, um, we'll give you a shout out next time. Yeah, you'll get a, you'll get a no prize. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Percival burns in his shop. Luckily, he's got... I guess an exact copy of Nana's wheelchair. Sure. He just hops right in and starts chanting in Latin, and his pop it start stops burning. And the girls are like, "Did it work?" And then you hear Nana crying oh. out, and she's burning in her seat. She would not survive that. No, 100%. and I wish she hadn't. Yeah, R.I.P. Nana. And can you imagine Cheryl after Nana dies coming after him, and then she would like, "I'm not strong enough. I can't stop him." Blah blah blah. Release Abigail. Mm. There's a lot of ways they could do that. Are we ever going to see Abigail again? I hope, I wish they would do it like uh, what we do in the shadows, where like Nadia, Nadia's human soul returned as a ghost and is possessing a doll of her. So now there's just two of her around and one's a doll and they talk sometimes. It's fun. That's a fun show. I don't think I realized. I'm not caught up. I don't think I realized that was her human soul. I knew she had the yeah. doll. It's like complicated lore when you think yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. I guess it like splits when you become a vampire. Anyway, please continue. Yeah, the idea is that your body dies and gets back up as a vampire with no soul, but your soul could just be a ghost. Yeah, that's really weird. It's fun, though. It's a fun show. It's a good time. So, uh, yeah. Heather calls uh, Percival's move a counterspell because that's, that's what she does. She's here to explain magic, and uh, he's more powerful than they thought. I don't know. They're up against plagues, and how do they fight back? And Archie's brilliant plan is the call to strike off. Dude, that was your whole thing. Yeah, uh, sure. Moses didn't call the strike off. I don't think Moses had a... I don't think it was a strike. That was the problem. Wasn't that a big... It was a worker strike. No, I think that they didn't want to be slaves anymore. I think that... They were unionizing. They wanted workers' rights. Right, yeah. No, I feel like there was something lost in translation in the Prince of Egypt, and that, that's how they played it, but... Yeah, you know, yeah. kind of, sort of, in a way, mm. but they didn't want to work <laughs> ever again, and that was the problem. Yeah, uh, everyone's concerned because if they call the strike off, that gets Percival closer to the ghost train. Right. 
<laughs> and Archie thinks if they can just slow down construction, they could at least come up with a solution. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I personally would not work on the ghost train if I did not want them to build a ghost train. So it also yeah. is kind of weird that he can do all this shit, but he can't build train tracks himself. No, he's he's incapable of physical labor. He does. He makes other people do that. Right. A little weird. He's rich. Yeah. <laughs> he's just rich. He's it's rich. like he's it's rich. like Wizard of Oz thing where it's like he's the man behind the curtain. <laughs> Could be. We don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. a lot of evidence. Pay no attention. <laughs> a lot of evidence at this point that he has powers, I guess. But anyway. Yeah. So uh, Archie goes to the crew the next day and asks if he can start negotiating with Percival. We're like, we're like, no, we're standing strong. You just told us to stand strong. And he's like, you're right. Let's all play basketball. Sure. And sure. Oh, Archie. Uh, Betty investigates plagues. Says boils are next. Ugh. So we cut to Percival dropping soldier tinker toys into you know, boiling water. Which is, that's how you get that's boils. That's not what boils are, but I appreciated the concept. Uh, but the yeah. crew breaks out in boils right in the middle of their basketball game. Oh, no. Shirts versus skins. Not Archie, though. No. You know why. Do I know Because he's forged. Oh, because he's forged. I was like, why? Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everybody, right. everybody should try the forged thing. See how that works. You gotta get forged. Everyone's gotta do yeah. it. First, you drink poisonous metal water. Right, right. Please don't do You go that. deep into the caves with your magic friend, and she does a spell. Yeah, and if everybody has access to that. It hurts. Yeah. But yeah, they'll be fine. Yeah. He hasn't really been super strong lately, just a thought. He, yeah, well, he does some stuff in this one. I guess. Oh, yeah, he lifts so, the thing. Yeah, you're right. He does. Yeah. There was a thing. So uh, Archie goes to Percival. He tells Archie that he will spare the crew suffering ease it really only mm. if archie goes to work immediately on the train track he's like and you have to be shirtless <laughs> you have to look like jesus when you're doing it. i was trying to think of how they were gonna get how they actually got him to hold the i like do you think it's just like a hollow uh, what is it the metal bar yeah yeah. i, I think it's a prop log he that looks, he's got on his back he looks like he's holding it though he looks good yeah he's doing great it's probably yeah. some weight to it yeah just because of size, mass, you mm. know, it works that way. Yeah, science. Volume, what am I saying? I wouldn't know. Uh, Betty, while reading her Bible, finds a picture of the harlot of Babylon. This is weird. I thought is... it was uh, a different word. Not harlot. Oh, it is a different word. It's a whore. It's the whore yeah. of Babylon. I did not it even think. The whore of Babylon. Did not even think about that once watching this episode but i wonder if they wrote horror babylon in the script and were not able yeah, to yeah someone made them take it out yeah, yeah. they were like ah, we can use a different word yeah if i search harlot it gets switched to whore yeah so i think i think we know the deal uh yeah let's uh hold on i want to take a look at this because i don't actually know much about this. i don't either babylon the great much nicer name mm -hmm. refers to both a symbolic female figure and place of evil Mentioned in the book of Revelation in the Bible. Revelation, I believe, is the one where uh, the hellfire descends. Yeah, fun. Her full title is stated in Revelation 17, verse 5, as Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of prostitutes and abominations of the earth. Oh, no. Wow. 
states the revelation 17 states that the woman is actually a representation of the great city which reigneth over the kings of the earth well what does that mean not sure yeah uh, Betty Betty sees this picture of the harlot of Babylon seeming to uh, take out a trash can of some kind, and it reminds her of what TBK said about her. Oh no! She was just describing this picture. <laughs> You're trash. We're all trash. <laughs> Archie, uh, shirtless of course, constructs the railway all on his own. Veronica looks for a venue for the wedding. Tony and Fangs write vows. Well, Fangs barely writes yeah. vows, and an eclipse suddenly falls over the town. Oh no! Um, Kevin tells Betty that Percival is preparing for war with old-timey equipment, starts listing off a lot of things, like really middle-aged stuff, and then he mentions, oh yeah, a trash can that belonged to the harlot of Babylon, and Betty's <laughs> like, what? Oh no. <laughs> so then Betty visits Percival, and she's like, I know what you want, you want to put me in that trash can, but I'm not trash. <laughs> it's like- She claims she's the harlot who takes out the trash. That is a verbatim quote, but it's right, right. But she, a stockade, <laughs> right? Is that what they're called? It's a stockade in reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The kind of thing middle age is what guys get their heads and arms put in. You can do to Disney for fun. I know you can do. I have a picture of me in uh, Disney, but uh, in Disney World. I don't yeah. remember there being one. In can Disneyland. you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine? You have time travel. You go back in time to the middle ages. And you tell a man currently trapped in one of those, you like show him a picture and be like, look, I did this for fun for like five minutes at Disney. Isn't it so great? It's so fun. My mom took a picture. So that, <laughs> did people like die in like, those? Like a, a real form of human torture is just like, it's like a photo op now. How long do you think people stayed in them? Like, were, was that how they were killed? Oh man, it must have been really long times. I would think. Yeah, because you're like starving, you're dehydrated, you're out in the elements, yeah. you're standing uncomfortably the entire time. Yeah. Ugh. I know, I never... Re- Bad stuff. Never really thought of it as like such a torture device, but I bet it is very painful after more than like yeah. truly five minutes. Right. Fun. Uh, uh... Percival realizes that Kevin betrayed him. Oh, no. And even with his self-esteem. Betty, I don't want to put you in this trash can or this (laughs) stockade. I want the best boy in Riverdale for that. Which, you can't fit that boy in the stockade. His arms aren't long enough. He's a baby. Oh, my God. The baby can't go in the stockade. The baby would actually Mm -hmm. quite easily get out of the stockade, I think. Just tuck in his little arms. (laughs) Head's too small. Yeah, I think it's fine. They'd fall. It would be bad. It, it, yeah, we should be careful, but yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, Percival baby. wants baby for some occult ritual by sundown. Uh, the plagues left include death of the firstborn. Mm. Isn't it... Correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. In Prince of Egypt, it is the firstborn son. It is the firstborn son. Is and they not... switch it to just firstborn. general firstborn in this. And there's Does... no... No bloody doors or anything involved. This, oh, women die? It's Veronica right, because that's Passover. Right, that's Passover. Does, does a woman die? In today? Yeah. In this? Yeah. In this. Does Tony. Tony die? Tony dies. Okay, Tony yeah. dies. Forgot about that. Okay, yeah. Carry yeah. on. <laughs> so, uh, Betty mentions the trash can stockade. Mm-hmm. And Heather does her job as a plot device to explain it. The uh, trash can of Ligarius can render anyone inside of it powerless. Also, you're in a stockade, so. 
Right, right. And Percival, yeah, because you can't move your right. arms. Right. <laughs> Percival's in his shop right now. Won't he see them coming? Well, not if they use the invisibility spell you know. Oh, right. I'm glad that I came back. So. Yeah. Sure. So, uh, Percival has a locust. Mm. Betty brings him baby. And when she hands it to him, he sees, <gasps> it's a doll. It's very creepy and realistic, though. Yeah, it's, a, it's like a too realistic doll. Like, it's not obvious enough at yeah, first. Yeah, I didn't like it. Anyway. The whole gang exhales, suddenly becoming visible. Tabitha pulls a gun on him. Just shoot. <laughs> Just shoot Do the it. Gun. Just who's shoot gonna, the guy. Who's going to be mad? I'm not usually pro-gun, but he's a demon, so. Yeah, I, if anything, it wouldn't work, but, I mean, you could try. Yeah, and I'd love to see yeah. it. Uh, Kevin pu- puts him in a sleeper mm. hold. Sure. Uh, Archie, Archie just keeps on railroading, <laughs> you know, until the sun returns. He actually likes it, I think. Yeah, he's like, I kind of want to keep going. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of, you know, you're in the flow. You know, I laid out so many tracks. Yeah, yeah, it's happy about it. Veronica gloats over Percival trapped in her vault. Makes sense. Uh, Percival, while in that vault, while the wedding's going on, uh, summons locusts to him. So, bad vault, Veronica. I thought it was like Jiminy Cricket when he was talking to him. I was like, oh, yeah, like the kid from Pinocchio. Yeah, he's like having a conversation with them. I just can't believe your super secure vault can't keep out fairly large and Very, too big, honestly. If I saw them, too big. it would be bad. Scary large. Very large. Uh, and those locusts eat through the stockade. Trash can's gone. Oh, man. And Percival escapes. <laughs> oh, no. Percival visits Nana. Oh, no. I... And uses her. I hope. Can I just yeah. say? No, wait. I'll save it for a remote. Okay. Uh, Percival visits Nana, and uses her as a harbinger for his last play because oh. she's the oldest firstborn in town. Sure, makes sense to me. He murders her. He she he smothers her. Red smoke escapes her lips. R.I.P. Nana. And then the wedding. Archie, Tony, and Fangs, and more and more people fall over and die. And less important people that we don't know. Yeah, some other guys. Yeah. yeah. So it's basically just the girls, Kevin, Moose, and Baby oh. alive. Yeah, Baby. Uh, they couldn't kill a baby. How? Because he's the best boy in Riverdale. Think... Riverdale. Wow. Oh, man. That swap. Crazy. Whoops. Mm. Tabitha realizes Jughead would die, but wouldn't he? Hmm. Yeah, nobody, nobody said anything about Charles. Betty could have been like, well, we have the same older brother, so... Do you think Tabitha doesn't know about that? Do you think Charles is dead? I don't think it would matter because Polly's dead. Right? Who was born first? Charles. Oh, Polly was first? No, Charles was first. Charles was first. Yeah, yeah. Charles should be dead. Which would be really funny after all the work we just did. Yeah, if Charles is dead, got questions. Anyway. Heather tells Cheryl that she knows a necromancer Mm. who could help. And Cheryl's like, what's her name? (gasps) As if she knows her. Right. And Heather's like, Sabrina. And then Cheryl's like, oh, I don't have Netflix. <laughs> I've never seen that show. Dun dun. <laughs> and that's that's the end of the Plague's plot. Wow. I 10 out of 10 episodes. This was very exciting for me. Thought this was fun. I, pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I like, you know, getting a win and then a loss. Yeah. Principle. And that's what you always wanted. A win and then a that's loss. That's always what I want. Yeah. yeah. I want a back and forth. It worked out. Positions of power shifting. I do think, you know... When you're like needing to fight this guy, it's important to remember that uh, you you guys know an entire gang. Uh, do they though? Is you're in gang? charge of it. When depends. Sometimes. Sometimes. Once in a while. Not all the time. No. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Who uh, 
who was your citizen of the week this week? I mean, Archie did some good railroading. Um, everybody, honestly, everybody really pulled out all the stops. I felt like everybody worked together. Think of it to Cheryl yeah. for actually trying to kill him. Thought that was nice of her. Yeah. Didn't work out. I just want to give a... I just think it's nice to see Britta and see that Britta is actually doing amazingly, incredibly well now that she's not living in Cheryl's house. Yeah, Britta is thriving. Happy we saw her again. Um, yeah, yeah she's good. Do you think Nana's, like, dead forever, or...? I feel like they're going to bring I mean, her back. We're all coming back, but I, think they'll I bring don't her back. need everyone back. <laughs> yeah, well, I think Nana's coming back. I, I don't know how. Yeah. I don't I would, I don't even think the actress who plays Nana was on set this week. No, she wasn't, I'm sure. Because why? What was the point? <laughs> What's the point? Why? Yeah. She's going to be gauzed up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what was your shark jump of the week? Honestly, I thought this was a good episode, but I think... Hmm... Ooh. Huh. I don't know. I, I guess for me it's the counter spell. Nana catching on fire. Oh, for I, me it was like not not bad. I I loved every moment of it, but it was the moment of jumping the shark that I was on board for this week. You're like I can't believe they set an old woman on fire. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe this is the same show that like our, the big event was Archie wrestling Hiram right. after school. Right. This is definitely a little bit more extreme. Yeah, it works for me. Yeah. And it's very like it's very hereditary, you know. Very scary. Her it was very, very hereditary in the like creepy yeah. house. There's a dead sibling yeah, already. Remember, remember the dad? Yes, that was a good I was just listening to a podcast that recapped hereditary and man, that is a scary movie. That is it's not scary stuff. It's scary, but it's more so like unsettling and disturbing and just like fucks you up to the core. Yeah. Yeah. Rumor mill? Rumor mill. Oh my god, so exciting. Okay, John, I want to hear all your theories. I really just have okay. questions. I don't really have many theories. So, uh, let's start with Jughead, because mm. that's where my mind's at right now. For sure. Is that, is this, is, am I meant to take this as our Jughead is now, or maybe always has been, fulfilling the role of writer Jughead in the Jughead Paradox, you know, the one who yeah. stays in the basement. Okay was narrator Jughead in River Vale always our Jughead trapped in the bunker hearing these stories and writing about them and now he's like the generator of River Vale and so if he stops writing down there River Vale dies so that's my interpretation that Jughead writing has somehow been keeping this world of Riverdale alive in some way mm-hmm but I don't really know how it works. I can't understand the, the mechanics of it. Because he hasn't always been writing because he's been writer's blocked. Right. Also, Rivervale came into existence months ago. So what kind I of think. time shenanigans are we pulling here? As far as we know. I mean, there's a possibility that there's going to be some layer to Rivervale that we don't know or that they didn't establish initially that we're going to learn later. I just can't quite figure it I'm gonna out. have to redefine it yeah yeah I mean it's interesting to me we still don't really know why everybody else in town is having those flashbacks to Rivervale that they shouldn't technically be having there's a lot of questions I feel like I have no answers and I just have a ton of questions yeah 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 uh, agreed um I was kind of disappointed that Archie helped build the ghost 
train tracks this week, but I guess something had to give to yeah. get that plot moving forward because he was doing really well. Yeah. I mean, it seems like Percival's, like, all-powerful. So even with these powers that they have, he always has kind of greater powers to out, out stump them or whatever. So, I mean, yeah. Makes sense. Do you I think there's of... anything to read into? <laughs> you mean in the sense, like, why? About the Harlot of Babylon stuff? Oh. Like, hmm. like is that really super important? Should I be should I, should I be going to read the Bible <laughs> should, about this now? Should you try to figure it out? Well, I feel like it's kind of one of those things like, where... It's interesting that the TBK called Betty this. Percival, who is much more authentically tied to any of that stuff is like what are you talking about well i think i don't know you (laughs) i think that this is just a sign that betty once again is her evilness is being defined by other people so i think that's kind of more of what it is than anything else because even if let's say they find out that she's like the descendant of like the whore of babylon or whatever I mean that doesn't really mean anything she's like also the daughter the daughter of the black hood and like who cares like she's the what She's the daughter of the Black Hood. Holy shit. I know, crazy. We should be talking about this. We should be talking about that more. We should be saying that often. Exclusively that. I think so. I mean, I don't know why the show doesn't agree with us, but crazy. I mean, I think that's what yeah. it's going to be, and she's going to be like, oh, I'm, I may be the daughter of the Black Hood, and I may be the daughter of the Harlot of Babylon, whatever, blah, 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 and it's going to be like, no, but I define my destiny. It's going to be a real Repo the Genetic Opera moment, so... Yeah. A reference everyone gets. Everyone knows that yeah. one, of course. What do you think Tabitha was about to tell Veronica? Also, Tabitha mm. and Veronica are both still alive. Well, Veronica has an older sister. Yeah, and Tabitha is still alive. I think Tabitha probably has an older sister. So, like, Tabitha could finish that sentence, but that's not the point. Oh, right, I see, yeah. Right. Imagine she's like, oh, okay, we'll deal with that later. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's dead. Veronica turns back to Tabitha. But seriously, as we were saying. <laughs> as, as you were saying. I mean, I think... Also, what did Tabitha know if, like, all these people are dead? Like, that's the thing. I'm like, how far into the future right. does Tabitha Tabitha travel? seemed shocked by the deaths. Right. Which I think it will be relevant ne- next week when they're, like... Uh, or this coming episode. For them... To emotionally believe they can bring them back to, li- to life would be Tabitha to say, oh, yeah, because I, I know that this is not how they die. Right, that would make sense. She has not said that yet. Ho- no. Hopefully she will. We'll figure it out. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think Archie and Veronica are endgame, personally. Not because I want that, necessarily, but because I just think that's true. Because I can't really see Veronica with anybody else, but I could see Betty with other people. I could see Betty ending up with Jughead, and I could see... I just couldn't see Veronica ending up with, like, Reggie. Now, I think I've thought maybe that would be a thing, but now I don't think I see that at all. Also, where the fuck is Reggie? I feel like he's been gone a while. He's not in this episode. He'd be dead now. Uh, right, I guess. I guess he didn't get to come to the wedding. I mean, maybe I, he's uh, off shooting that uh, that K-pop thing that we prob- saw. I think he's he, gonna be in. yeah, I think he probably. I would not be surprised if Reggie didn't survive the season just so Charles Melton could, because I think they're gonna kill off. In my theory, my rumor mill theory, is I think that anybody who's not a major player, and we're talking Jughead, Veronica, Archie, Betty, really, and Cheryl, maybe. I think that they're just gonna 
they're going to kill them in like this final battle. That's my thought. I don't know, man. We got one more season. Yeah, I, I think I they just... love them all so much. They might just want to have them get through to a happy goodbye. Keep them around. I, I, I listen. There's something really tantalizing about the prospect of the show exploring a non-monogamous relationship between Archie, Betty, and Veronica. It would be cool. And, like, maybe they're just, you know, baiting. But, like, I don't know. It feels like they're actually dancing around something that they, they might want to do. It's possible. I mean, I I think that a lot of things that weren't going to be a thing early in Riverdale are now very much on the it table. It does feel like they've crossed some kind of line where they're like, you know what, let's just do whatever we want. Yeah, what are they going to do? Like, the audience they've got is much more niche than the one they started with, you know? It's kind totally. of boiled down to the diehards yeah. and the people who uh, only watch because they want to hear what we're going to say. Wow. <laughs> right. So it's a full circle, I think. You know, yeah, if yeah, it's yeah. a Venn diagram. It's If you're watching Riverdale, it's just to listen to this podcast. You gotta. You gotta. That, I mean... People tell us that. Well, people tell us also that they don't watch, but they do listen. Um, I don't. I'm sure there's a very small amount of yeah, people. Yeah. Like potentially two, but you those know. people actually believe the trash bag killer calls people trash. Right. We've really, we've really made it weird for them. But. I I do like that our own canon is just a little bit skewed. Uh, uh, honestly, a lot of things in our own canon that we were joking about kind of became reality. So kind of became canon. Yeah. yeah. Just saying. Yeah. I. Yeah. Look, I hope the final fight against Percival happens uh, uh, in Hiram Land. I hope so, too. I really do. I think it could. Wait a second. That's it? Wait a second. Theory. Okay. Real, real talk theory. Mm -hmm. Uh, When they bring everyone back from the dead, they bring Hiram back from the dead. He would be the oldest son. Right? I mean, he's already dead going into this, but like, what if Veronica just like accidentally, it's like, oh no, one more soul. Actually, I think that is true. I think that is what's going to happen. That's a good and then, theory. And then he's going to like, he in the painting punches out. <laughs> right. <laughs> like he's just in the painting. Thank God I'm out of here. <laughs> I think that's a good and very, because why not, right? If if Sabrina's a right. necromancer, why not bring Hiram back in like yeah. the worst version of him for the final season and have him be like, one, you killed yeah, me. Super Hiram. Super Hiram. I think that's a great right, way to right. end it. Yeah. Could be fun. Could be fun. And if Hiram actually has some teeth in the last season, that could be a good a good thing. Okay, I'm I'm yeah. gonna go Hiram's with that. Been, Hiram's been all gum for two Right. Yeah. Um, um, um. That's a sentence. That's a that's a phrase people use. <laughs> yeah. He's all gums. Gross. Gum gumming it up, gumming up the works. Absolutely disgusting. Yeah. John, what are you watching now? I am watching so many things, so many things to talk about. Uh, well, don't later brag. today, I'm going to watch the rest of Stranger Things. Uh, I thought the there's the fourth episode of Miss Marvel is like basically her Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants <gasps> moment, and what? it's phenomenal. I love it's really good. You you'd love this. I show. know. I gotta watch Full it. Stop. But the I guess the show I'm most excited about right now is uh, For All Mankind. Oh yes. In there, have we talked about it? We have talked about uh, it. In there, so like third season three-way space race to mars but what's interesting is where people are falling in that race so like corporate guy corporate race is starting to poach nasa astronauts okay 
and so now it's like friend against friend oh no uh, uh yeah 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 uh main guy uh joel kinnaman is up against uh uh chris marshall's character who's the nasa and she's like she would be the first black woman and so like he accidentally let his um let him let his bias slip out and was like <gasps> in a fair in a fair comp- comparison of course he'd be leading the nasa mission she's like fuck you ed right and so now like but they're like it's like a friendly rivalry racing to mars but then there's also the soviets who uh they're like their kgb has now pressured the head of nasa who's had like a very slow burn relationship with a with a soviet rocket scientist they've used that against her to kind of force her to give them we think uh, i'm not sure if she did it or not but they needed help with nuclear engines to be able to make the trip to mars as well uh so like everyone's compromised we're going into deep space deeper than the show's ever gone before and i'm i'm i'm, I'm deeply excited also so they- it's the 90s so they go to Mars. They're going to Mars. They are, Interesting. It, first they had to set up the mission to Mars, and mm-hmm. now we are... The next episode, I believe, is the start of, like, we're on rocket ships and we're... Whoo. That's cool. That sounds fun. Mm-hmm. That sounds cool. It's what weird, like... It's weird that we haven't gone to Mars, but we haven't, right? It, no, it, we haven't. We, we have humans it. have never stepped foot on Mars. Well, that I know, but, we like... We have sent <laughs> many... Many little robots over there okay. to, to scoop around. Okay, so I'm not totally off base. That's good. Um, yeah. yeah. Matt Damon's been to Mars. Right, right. Uh, I knew that, of course. He was living on Gary there for Gary Sinise, a, uh, <laughs> a monkey in that one movie. Yeah. Hmm. I'm watching something wildly different. Um, so I actually, I just wanted a show that had like a lot of seasons that I could just, like, get into and, and watch. Oh, Supernatural. I could have done that. No, NCIS. Oh, so starting this show, it's about Navy crime. So what I'm watching, so I am watching Episodes, which is a Showtime show. It came out, like, I don't know, maybe, like, uh, 2010. I actually don't know. But it's basically about these two British writers who had a, like, popular sitcom and in England and then they get invited to uh, have an American version of the show and it's right and then every everything that change they make takes it further from the concept yes and Matt LeBlanc like Hollywood is crazy it's basically that Matt LeBlanc plays himself and he's just very funny because he really has like no qualms about like making himself look like a huge asshole but like so funny it's just so funny and I've Very seen a true. couple of that one. It's good. I really like that. Like in the, they they try to have their uh, the same actor from the original show audition for the same part. <laughs> yes. In America, and like you know, it's a very soulful, measured measured take on it. And the American producer is like, yeah, but what about Matt LeBlanc? Like out of nowhere. <laughs> it's it's so good because I totally could see how it happens, and like even just some of the ways the executives talk. You can tell it, it's just so realistic to how yeah. it like actually is where people are also it's also a very L.A. thing, like very Hollywood thing to be like, oh, my God, it was amazing. We absolutely loved this. Like, this was so great. He, he was so good. We are going to go with Matt LeBlanc. And it's like yeah. in all in the same like inflection. It's just so funny. I love it so much. And I'm on now like right, season right. four. We, love, we loved your show. I've never seen an episode. <laughs> not, a, not a single show. They're like, Merck loved the show. He loves Lyman's voice. There is a chance he has not seen it. Just great. <laughs> it's perfect. It's yeah, so good. Yeah, it's very the other two in that, in that yes. style. 
It's very similar to the other two. It's like a little, you know how I feel about British humor, and there's really not that much of it, so it's good. Right, right. Yeah, that's, this must be a hard one for you when, you when you can't accept two main characters as funny. Right. Is this Steve right. Coogan in that show? No, but no, I see why No, some other you... English guy. He, like, I see why like you would think Coogan. so. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're both really good, but definitely could see the Steve Coogan vibe for sure. But no, it's not him. But it's really funny. That's what I'm watching. And then I'm also watching Only Murders in the Building, but that's only two episodes. Yes, yes. We, uh, we discussed at length. We've been talking theories <laughs> about Only Murders in the Building. I definitely, I will I, say. You know what? Can I just say? Yeah. Actually, you should go. Oh, no, I was going to say, I definitely preferred the first two episodes of the first season more than the first two episodes of this season. But I'm in, and I'm excited, and I'm here. And now you go. I'm, my thing is that what was Bunny wearing when she was found dead? It was yeah. a tie-dye hoodie, correct? It was. Interesting. Why isn't Oscar in the show anymore? This feels like he was meant to be a part of this. Tie-dye, tie-dye guy. Weird. So what happened behind the scenes where they're like, no more Oscar... I want Cara Delevingne as Cara Delevingne in this show. What if we got Cara Delevingne instead? That's true. I never I feel really... like every producer has that conversation at one point, and sometimes they get laughed out of the room, and sometimes they get taken seriously. And sometimes Cara Delevingne gets a part. She is not my favorite actress. I think she's a fine person. I have nothing against her. Yeah. She can be a great person, and I'm assuming a very good model, um, yeah, she's a great model. As a screen presence, though. That's the thing. It's like she is so charming in other aspects, I think, of her life that it's weird to me that it doesn't translate so well. Yeah. It's very strange. She's stiff. Yes, and it's not It's not British stiff. It's like something else. No shade to Kara. you always feel like she's acting. There's something about her character. I didn't mind her in Paper Towns. Or performing. I thought she was fine in Paper Towns. <clears throat> She weirdly translates better, I think, to that kind of like disaffected, raspy American accent than Interesting, in yeah. her more upper crust, posh English accent. That's true. She does have like a very posh accent. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. She she doesn't feel posh in a lot of ways, which is cool, but she's like a cool girl, but she does have a very posh accent. Interesting. Where can they find you? You can find us on Instagram at the Riverdale Register podcast. And Caitlin, where can they find you? Well, you can find me at Riley Tweets. That's R-E-I-L-L-Y Tweets. So, yeah. Next week, Sabrina. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Sabrina. I'm excited. Anyway, over and out, River Vixens. <laughs> <laughs>